Welcome to the Fearless Fostering Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Burst, LCSW, a foster and adoptive and bio mama and a therapist in private practice. I'm here to help foster mamas feel seen, heard, and supported on their journey. From quick, actionable steps to make your foster care journey easier to interviews with foster and adoptive mamas, the Fearless Fostering Podcast delivers education and encouragement weekly. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Fearless Fostering Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Burst, LCSW, and today we're going to be talking about something very near and dear to my heart, and that is what I wish I knew if I could start over with foster care. So essentially, really, here's the pep talk that I truly needed before I started fostering, and I'm wondering if maybe some of it will resonate with you. So obviously, you don't know what you don't know, but I think looking back and, you know, we say hindsight is twenty twenty. there are things that I kind of wish that someone had told me that these are going to be really important things for you to know. So we take all the classes, we do all the training to become a foster parent. But I think in the nitty gritty of it, once you get into the trenches of this work, this mission, there's just things that we kind of need to keep reminding ourselves. And again, things that would have been helpful to know from the very beginning. So one of the first ones for me is that not everyone that you encounter on this journey is going to like you no matter what you do. So learn to be okay with that. And I think this honestly does resonate with a lot of foster mamas that I've talked to because we tend to be helpers. We tend to be people pleasers. And I definitely relate with that myself. Um, I'm an Enneagram too. I love when people love me and I love to love people. And so I remember getting into foster care and thinking, I am going to just like knock this out of the park in terms of loving people. Like I want to love the bio family. I want to love the caseworkers. I want to of course love the kids in my home. And I am just going to like love the sacks off of them. And I just hear myself saying that right now and how silly it sounds. I mean, it's a great goal to want to love people, but I think that what I really, what was kind of underneath that was that like, I'm going to make everybody love me. And ah, like... (laughs) There is just, you know, no guarantee that you you can show up and love and love and love and love. And I think that's a good thing to do. But that doesn't necessarily mean that people are going to want to be your best friend or they're going to want to, they're not going to be angry with you. There have been a lot of ups and downs for me with my kiddos bio mama. And I was very caught off guard by that. And there was actually even one of our caseworkers. We've had several for our daughter's case. And one of them, like my friend was there for a visit one day and she was like, she does not like you. And I was like, I think you're right. Like, I think she does not like me. So it just is off-putting when you're used to, you know, people like liking you or it's off-putting when you're used to just like working really hard and trying to make people like you. So I think it's just a good reminder for me as a recovering people pleaser and maybe for you as you start on this journey or as you continue on it, that not everyone's going to like you or love you and That doesn't change our response. Our response should always be love, but we need to not let it eat away at us when people don't reciprocate um, loving feelings towards us because there's a lot of emotions involved. There's a lot of reasons why it's going to be really difficult um, for them to, to love you back all the time. So the next one, number two, is that foster care is going to grow you more than anything else you have ever done. And yes, growth is uncomfortable, but that doesn't mean it isn't beneficial. And one of the things that my husband will often say a lot is that 
you know, growth hurts, but that's how growth happens. Like we need to, it's painful to grow. Growing is changing and foster care changes your family. It changes your heart, your mind, your soul, your emotions. It changes your routines. It changes everything. And so I will totally be the first to say that foster care has grown me and grown our family more than anything else I have ever done because it has been one of the most painful things that we've ever done. It has also been one of the most joyful things that we have ever done. So this is another instance of the both and existing together in foster care. And I will absolutely say, and so would my husband, and I think so would my older kiddos, that This growth was necessary for us to become the people that we are today, the people that we are still becoming, um, and that this foster care journey was a very integral, amazing part of it, um, and it has been beneficial to all of us, but it has hurt a lot too, and so we just want to make sure that we have room for all of that and expect, expect that, expect that it's going to come with difficulty and hardship, but that through difficulty and hardship, we grow. All right, number three is that your bio kids are going to be just fine. In fact, they'll be better versions of themselves because of this process. I literally, (laughs) I was, and I know many people are worried about their bio kids. How are you going to do? And I think, you know, as parents, anytime a family changes, we worry is our new baby, no matter how they come into the family, are they going to be welcomed into the family? And how are the older siblings going to handle it? And I think, I think part of it is, it's interesting talking to like my mom about this stuff. She's like, they're going to come into your family the way that other kids come into a family, you know, obviously in a different way, but, and your kids are going to have to deal, you know? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, but that was like her generation's way of it. It was like, hey, this is happening in our family. So get on board or get out the way kind of thing. And so I think, you know, for my generation, at least a lot of people that I talk to and that I know, and especially being a therapist, I think we're more like, okay, like, hold on. We just want to make sure that our kids are doing okay emotionally. And I love that. I think it is so good, but I think it needs to be rooted in a place of wisdom and not in a place of fear. And I will be the first to admit that I was fearful in the beginning of how my kid, my older kids would handle it when we brought a new kid into the household and not even as much as brought a new kid into the household, but just the uncertainty of, are they going to stay? Are they going to understand this? Are they going to be okay if the child reunifies or goes to extended family? Just so many unknowns. And I think that sometimes as parents, as foster parents and just humans, we project what we feel onto our kiddos. So, and it's normal to do that, but I think it's just something that we have to be aware of that you know, our kids are going to be okay. They're resilient. And we, as their parents, in tune to this, in tune to our own emotions and in tune to theirs, we're going to open that door for conversation to be happening, to be ongoing, so that we don't have to just say, oh, they'll be fine. But to know, probably they will be fine. And if they're not, if they need some extra help processing through some things that happen on this foster care journey, we're going to be here with them every step of the way and process it together. So neither they nor us are going through it alone. All right, next and probably one of the most important is that no one outside of foster care is ever going to truly get it. And I have never been in a situation before where I felt like I need people to get this. 
I need people to have empathy and understanding. I just never had that experience. I never needed that or cared about that before. Obviously, it's nice to have it, but I never cared about it before foster care. And it was very quickly into our foster care experience, a few weeks in with our son, I think, where I was realizing, like, as I'm telling the story of, you know, when our son came to us and all the things we didn't know and how things could change on a dime and crying, coming home from meetings that didn't go at all the way we thought and just the whiplash of it all, I really knew that I needed people who understood. And what I honestly found, even through keeping in touch with some people who were great through our foster care training classes and things like that, and then Facebook groups, I was like looking for support in a a way that would be meaningful and validating and kind and supportive. And to me, it just didn't exist in the way that I had hoped for it anywhere that I looked. And so that's honestly why I created my Fearless Fostering program to be able to deeply connect foster mamas so that we're not just coming, you know, we come into this group as foster moms and strangers and we leave as best friends who totally empathize and get it. And the the program is six months long, but we are doing life together. Honestly, we're in our Marco Polo chat I would say almost every day and at least once a week. I know everyone's busy, but we are just catching up and doing life and sharing funny things that happen and things that were like, oh yeah, this happened. Like none of our friends would believe us, but this is our actual everyday life as foster parents. So it's those kind of things that have really just given me joy and given me life and given me, you know, excitement to continue to do this work because I see how much it is so important for us as foster moms to have people who truly get it. And yes, it's amazing to go to a retreat, um, you know, a weekend retreat, or it's amazing to like get someone's kind words back in a support group online or in person. But I just think there's something so different. And I've seen it firsthand with the women um, in Fearless Fostering that when you commit to spending intentional time together and sharing really just everyday life together and all that comes with it as foster moms, things just change and foster care doesn't feel as heavy and the emotions are easier to deal with. So if that is something that you're interested in, the next round of Fearless Fostering is going to be opening up uh, mid-July, but the wait list is going to get first dibs on the 10 spots that are available. And so you can join the wait list right now at fearlessfostering.com. You'll be the first to know when spots open. We can only take 10 people at a time because we're really looking for that deep connection. And so I just want you to be aware of the opportunity for that. If you have questions, of course, reach out and I'd be happy to chat more with you about that. Okay. And last but not least, this is what I wish I knew before I started fostering. You're going to need support. So find it now. Identify your go-to people for helping out as well as those you feel truly safe sharing with. And I would say really make a list of those people. Even if you're in the midst of foster care right now, or maybe especially if you're in the midst of foster care right now, making a list of people that you can count on for emotional support, for physical needs being met like dinner, laundry, babysitting, and really just like do a brain dump, I would say. Give yourself like 10 minutes with a timer and just put it all out on paper. Like what could help me? What could serve me? And don't hold back because you might come up with certain things that you never even knew would be helpful to you. For example, one of my best friends comes with me every week to my daughter's visit. I drop my daughter off 45 minutes away and then I have to sit for an hour. And like my best friend knows that is 
very uncomfortable time to just, even if it's one hour a week, it feels like a lot and it's heavy. It's heavy to deal with encounters with people who you're like, I'm not sure if you like me or not, or how are things going to go today? Um, So we just sit in Starbucks together for 45 minutes. And my father-in-law comes and takes my other son, picks him up from preschool every single week so that I can transport my daughter to and from her visits because truthfully, it was just getting to the point where it was like traumatizing her to be taken away from me um, on these visits. So I literally was like, I need some help here. And these are people who stepped up to the plate and really have just been an amazing integral part of our team. So I encourage you to figure out who those people are going to be for you. What would help you think outside the box and then go for it. Try to find a way to really ask for that help and support. Okay, just a couple of last reminders as we wrap up. Foster care is really a lesson in mindfulness. And I try to tell myself this over and over again. I try to tell the women in Fearless Fostering this. It's something that we have to continually remind ourselves of. We need to take it one day at a time. Sometimes we need to take it one hour at a time. Sometimes we need to take it one minute at a time. And that is okay. And remember too that each day is a fresh start. So give yourself grace. My goodness, this work is hard. It is heavy. It is important. It is heart-wrenching at times. You're not going to do it perfectly. I definitely don't do it perfectly. I mess up all the time with my trauma-informed parenting skills and my lack thereof and my losing my patience and just trying but failing to be the mom that I sometimes think these kids need every day. But then I need to remind myself that they don't need a perfect mom. They just need me to show up and do my best. And with that being said, I would remind you that there has never been a more important time to invest in your mental health. You as a foster mom need to give yourself what you need right now. So think about what that is. Is it seeing a therapist? Is it, is it thinking about joining Fearless Fostering in the next round? Is it something else entirely? What do you need? Is it a day away every month just to be away by yourself? Is it a mindfulness retreat, whatever it is for you, but really think about what you need for your mental health and be willing to invest in it. Honestly, no one ever regrets dollars spent on their mental health or physical health. So I encourage you to take some time to think about what could really be of service to you for your mental health and then be ready and willing to invest in it. So if you have questions about anything I shared today, I am here for you on Instagram at fearless underscore fostering, or of course on my website, anytime fearlessfostering.com. sending you all so much love today and always, and I am cheering for you.